Hey, it's Lula Mendelssohn back again, and this is the Sneeman Podcast. It's in the morning, good morning, wherever you are. Maybe you're on your commute to work or to school, wherever. If it's in the afternoon, maybe you're chilling, you're enjoying your lunch, listening to this. If it's in the evening, I guess we're in the same boat because it's like, uh, I think, half past nine right now, uh, South African Standard Time. So I usually really upload my episodes at about this time because when I'm done, I'm going to upload it at about 10 o'clock or past 10. So, but anyways, today we are going to talk about narratives or the rather agenda, but it's more of like the same thing. So, but before we continue, I just have to say that I'm not right wing or left wing. I'm more of like center left because like I know some of my videos, you might say that I'm actually right wing or I support right wing voices. But the idea of my videos is that you have to look at things from a critical point of view, even if you don't like people, even if uh, you had a point whereby you don't agree with the person. But we need to talk about these ideas, no matter how bad they are how evil they are, we need to really talk about it. Because obviously now we are at an age whereby everyone is shutting, shutting down ideas. If you actually talk about something, for example, the last video I did, um, it was about it's okay to be white. And most people will be like, oh, how can you say that? You must be so racist and all of that. And we need to get out of that mentality. We need to really think. <laughs> we need to really think. Because... I think like like 50 years from now, we won't have people who critically think about things because as soon as you open your mouth, they'll shut you down. You must walk at a certain lane. You mustn't veer off from your predestined uh, path. For example, if yeah, like maybe Candace Owens, you are actually on the right and you actually support right-wing ideas, Obviously, they'll can condemn you. But the thing that I hate is if maybe you're on the right and you're actually lying about the things that you actually believe in. And you, you can hear that this person is lying and they're actually pushing a narrative to serve a certain purpose. You get what I mean? Which is really scummy. If you have ideas, it's better if you believe in those ideas. And if you actually believe in those ideas, if there's a crossroad whereby those ideas actually... Uh, maybe there's a situation that happens that actually conflicts with your ideas. You must actually admit that, um, actually, this is like so-and-so. Or maybe if, let's take for an example, you are racist. If maybe there's a situation that happens that is not really racist, you should admit that it's not racist. If it's racist, do admit that, you know, it's racist. Because people are not living in a bubble. We are not living in a narrative shell whereby all our ideas that's what we actually believe in that if i am right wing all the things that are right wing that's what i actually believe in we all know that's impossible because people like are very complicated we are complex being beings so if a person is really pushing a narrative you already know that there's something going on so on my side as i'm saying that i'm uh center left I agree with most issues from the left, but I'm in the center with some issues. For example, the whole abortion issue. I believe you should keep a child no matter what happens because 
the child is innocent it doesn't matter what really happened basically i believe that life begins at conception obviously this is more of a right-wing belief and the left says you know uh, you don't have an autonomy autonomy on my body i can do whatever i want and so there's progressive i'm progressive in some issues and conservative in some issues but most uh, africans or rather even south africans i would say are more conservative it's almost impossible to find someone who's progressive you know that believes in uh, gay rights and all of that uh, i would say most south africans are somewhat almost homophobic in a way but not really you know they haven't warmed up to the whole idea they you know they don't care that everyone is gay and all of that but somewhat families like especially parents are not that accepting if their children are gay not like you know in some progressive circles like in america for example if you're in california you know like being gay is like nothing like <laughs> you know that's really a progressive state or rather yeah so a left-wing state rather so yeah even though in south africa right they are um, gay rights so like gay people can get married they cannot do all of that but we are still you know uh, somewhat conservative in our idea ideology in a way so in american news they are uh, there are channels you know like news channels that are right wing which is fox news and also there's left wing channels like cnn so now the truth is interpreted by the way that these channels model the truth so you cannot really get the full truth because they're actually pushing a narrative or pushing an agenda so when the george uh, when george floyd got murdered uh, last year most right-wing outlets were quick to point out how evil and how much of a criminal he was he didn't uh, if he didn't do the crime right none of this would have happened if he only obeyed the law then he would never have been arrested arrested rather pushing a narrative is very dangerous because it can mislead people you know because uh think about it i, I was listening to um Candace Owens oh my god I, i know a lot of people hate her I, and i think uh the reason they do is not because she's on the left as i said if you to do dishonest like it's so obvious that maybe a situation was a racist incident and you come out as a black person be like oh no that wasn't racist it was you know uh, it was a mistake blah blah black people will just look at you funny it, it doesn't really sit well with a lot of people so when the whole um George Floyd murder happened this is what she actually said <laughs> just listen to this it would have been better in the beginning but the more that i think about it i realize that we are being sold a lot of lies and at the detriment to the black community at the detriment to the white community and at the detriment to america as a whole so i um want to come out and say uh, that i do not support george floyd and the media depiction of him as a martyr for black america so okay <laughs> you don't support george floyd like what does it mean by support like who supported him like it doesn't even make sense it's like it's a person who passed away do we really need to support that person to actually feel sympathy or empathy for that person 
who like who created him like who made him a mortal like or an angel or a god like no one did people just felt bad the way he died you get what i mean i'm going to explain why and i hope that some of you guys will understand where i'm coming from um i have spent a considerable amount of time reading a lot um, of black authors that i think are some of the most brilliant black americans breathing um walter williams Shelby Steele, Thomas Sowell, and I recently came across something that was an idea that was planted into my head by Shelby Steele, and it has been something that I cannot um, forget. It is something that will stick with me for the rest of my life, and it is something that I hope for the Black Americans that are watching will stick with you for the rest of your life. Shelby Steele said that the Black community is unique from other communities. Um, our, our culture is unique from other communities. Um, because we are the only community that caters to the bottom denominator of our society. Now, let me explain what that means. Um, it means to say that not every black American is a criminal, not every black American is committing crimes, but we are unique in that we are the only people that fight and scream and demand support and justice for the people in our community that are up to no good. You would be hard pressed to find um, you know, a Jewish person who has spent five stints in prison, uh, who commits a crime and dies while committing a crime, and that the Jewish people champion and demand justice for. You will be hard-pressed to find this in white America. You'll be hard-pressed to find this even in Latino America. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't believe like she has followers. Like, so that, that is so wrong. Like, in so many levels look so okay does like feeling empathy for a person actually make make you a bad person like let's take for an example we have like a criminal like you have a criminal where you live and that criminal dies the way george floyd died like would you feel good about it like would you actually glorify it? like you'd have to be like a sick bastard to actually <laughs> feel good about that like yeah we do have criminals in our community and stuff like that. But no matter how bad a person is, no one deserves to die. You get what I mean? You can't celebrate when a person dies. Yeah, they were a bad person and all of that, but does the person deserve to die? Like, okay, even if maybe they were like a murderer, like hardcore, like obviously if they were a murderer, we'll be like, oh my God, like, okay, this person is dead. But we would still go to the funeral and honor, you know, like, when did it stop uh like because black people i have to admit i think we honor the dead more than other cultures like there's that culture within us that when a person dies we kind of forget all their sins we'll go to the funeral honor them that they're, they're gone like because there's nothing you can do can you tell like it's like uh talking ill of the dead you know there's a thing called talking ill of the dead like no matter how horrible a person you wouldn't really talk ill about them. But anyways, since we are pushing a narrative, I guess that's how, how things go, right? So as I'm saying, that pushing a narrative is very dangerous because someone would actually probably believe that and they'll actually think like that. If there is a narrative, it's less likely for you to find that. If there's a narrative, it's less likely for you to find the truth of what really happened in a situation. It's unfortunate that, that they news media just further entices us with the news that already feeds into our own biases if 
you are a right-wing news source, it wouldn't be that easy to just admit that George Floyd's murder, right, was because you can't really admit that it was so wrong and so terrible and condemn it without put, you know, pushing some narrative because they'll be like, no, he was a criminal, uh, he died and all of that, he was a very bad person, but I'm not saying that he deserved to die. <laughs> you get what I mean? Because you've already conditioned your audience to think that, to think that maybe cops are bad, uh, that, that actually cops, when they're doing their job, they actually were doing a good thing, and the murder of the person that actually died was just unfortunate because, you know, the person was a criminal. It's also uh, dangerous to fall into the trap of giving your audience what they really want because you know what audience you have, so you actually give them what they want instead of uh, your audience coming in and actually maybe changing their mind a bit, you know, because like you cannot really listen to something and it feeds into your biases. Like what are you learning through that? Like because if you're listening to something that's maybe really pro-black and all of that it pushes like only a pro-black narrative like what are you really learning from that you're not learning anything it just you know cements what you already think so you're actually not learning so if you actually that your audience actually believes that cops are really bad people and maybe their interaction with cops were not really favorable even if you find a story that maybe a cop did a good thing, you can't really tell your audience because it will probably turn them off because you've been pushing what a narrative. You haven't really been telling them the truth. So even if cops maybe are playing basketball with some kids from the hood, you will probably say, oh man, they think that will forget how horrible they treat us because they play basketball with a bunch of kids. So now <laughs> you see like the framing already makes the cops look bad, even if they were doing a good thing. So I remember I was watching a video about Breonna Taylor. You know, um, I checked out uh, left media sources and right-wing media sources. To this day, I don't know what really happened. I don't know the truth. That's the problem with pushing narratives. You won't really know what really happened because everyone is not independent. They're actually pushing an agenda. So what really happened to Brianna Taylor? Was she selling drugs with her ex? Did they really have a probable cause to actually knock down her door? Did the police actually announce themselves? No one is being honest. No one is really telling the truth. So at the end, you can never really find the truth because every source that you'll go to, they are never in the middle. They are on the left or on the right. So they'll actually frame the story that they want their audience to actually, or maybe their audience is already believing in those facts and it will be easy for them to actually sell that story. So in South Africa, I wouldn't say there is such a thing as left or right wing media channels, but we do have a white owned channels and also we have a government news channels. So either way, you will get your news from somewhat of a biased source so the government-run channel obviously can't air out anything that's, uh, you know, out the government's daily laundry. So the white media channel can't really talk about news stories that are blatantly making white people look racist. You get what I mean? So how do you get the truth? Well, as I've been saying, 
you must go to independent news pages, websites, blogs, or even this pod, podcast, you know. Uh, the things that I really talk about most of the time, they're not really buzz. You can see by the <laughs> by the title of my videos, or rather my episodes, they're not really biased in any way, because I'm just talking about what I really think. I don't really care what other people think about what I'm saying, you know. So many... It's said that because soon, uh, maybe if even I at the moment, if maybe someone were to buy me out, you might realize that the ideas that I have are not really the ideas that I used to have. Now I'm pushing maybe a different agenda. So it's really hard. We just have to, you know, make sure that we really support our creators. If maybe you want to support someone who's really speaking the truth, we actually need to support that person. Because as soon as they get a sponsor, uh everything changes i'll probably be pushing some heavier agenda be like no man this guy wasn't talking about all these things and then you unsubscribe maybe i get a new audience and i'm already compromised but yeah anyways um that's the episode today i know it's a bit long you're not really used to such long episodes this is the longest episode i've ever done i did a, a bit of more research like and all of that so it was really fun, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope you really enjoyed. If you did, um, you know, just follow, just download this. Keep on downloading the episodes. I'm really digging the downloads. It's really nice. We're pushing uh, this podcast to uh, newer heights. You get what I mean? So, but anyways, for now, it's Lulamba and the Sin from the Sneeman podcast. Shop, shop.